Hey there, I'm Beth Connors, a midwife and mom of two, but also your birth bestie. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into everything you need to feel confident, prepared, and in control from baby bump to delivery room, from practical tips to personal stories. We'll cover it all so you know exactly what to expect every step of the way. Let's get into it. Welcome to the very first episode of Your Birth Bestie podcast. I am so excited to finally be hitting record and thank you so much for being here with me today. I have so many great topics planned coming up all about pregnancy and labor, hospital birth, and really everything you need to know from the moment that you find out you're pregnant through your prenatal visits and of course birth prep information and tips, and exactly what you need to plan the hospital birth of your dreams. And I do specifically talk about hospital birth because I am a hospital-trained certified nurse midwife, and I've worked in both rural settings and high-risk settings, so I've seen a little bit of everything. But what I've seen across all of my time as a birth worker are patients that are unfortunately not properly educated and empowered about the birth experience in general and what to expect or what their body is really capable of. So I instead found a pattern of women that are shuffled through the hospital system and basically forced into this medicalized view of birth, which is just absolutely unacceptable. So let's change that right here and allow me to help you have the best hospital birth experience. Or if you're not planning an upcoming birth right now to at least be more educated about taking control of a hospital birth for yourself or for somebody else in the future um, or for your future clients to really have it be a positive, autonomous experience. And all the topics that I will talk about in this podcast are based on the questions that I get asked most often by my current and past clients. And you probably have the same questions too. So I'm hoping that now that I've actually started this podcast, um, it'll be a place for you to have all of your questions answered and really be a great resource for you as you're planning for your hospital birth. And I would love to answer your questions individually as a listener in an upcoming episode. So you can actually submit a question at bethconnors.com forward slash ask and make sure to follow the show to get an update when I release a new episode every Tuesday so you can tune in to future episodes where I will answer your question. So thank you so much for being here and enjoy this first episode about my journey leaving the hospital setting to be an online birth educator. So when I first started out as a labor and delivery nurse, I gave patients 110% of myself every single shift. I was working my butt off and I educated moms as much as I possibly could along with our partners to help them every step of the way while they were with me and I was caring for them in the hospital. And I catered to every single wish that they had because it was truly their journey. I was simply there to facilitate a safe, personalized delivery experience with as few interventions as possible. Or I thought this would be the outcome for each of my efforts, but unfortunately, this was not the norm with that low intervention, personalized approach to maternity care. Honestly, I was disappointed a lot of the time with that medicalization. And as an aspiring midwife, I valued, of course, physiologic birth and was taught to always trust the birth process first and foremost. As a nurse, though, I had to follow provider orders of increasing Pitocin every 15 minutes to help speed up a patient's labor. Usually, Pitocin is started at a very low dose, and 
whether you're having an induction or if Pitocin is recommended at any point during your labor to help with progression of labor to speed up that process, the order in the computer is usually every 15 to 30 minutes, but it's always pushed as quickly as possible. Can we get that next dose of Pitocin up to get contractions going every two to three minutes so that moms make cervical change? This is always, I feel like, the race of hospital deliveries that it's just constantly pushing the next intervention to help speed up labor. And of course, we're monitoring moms and babies, making sure that this is safe and baby is tolerating labor and mom is doing okay, but is it always necessary with that Pitocin, for example. I also assisted in routine amniotomies. So if patients were a certain number of centimeters or whatever that provider agreed with, whether that's four centimeters or however low baby is in the pelvis. Some providers would just say, break the bag of water. It could have broken on its own anyways when you're at home. Just break the bag of water. If you're already in labor, we'd break the bag of water with a crochet-like hook, um, and that would be that, and I would help assist in that. But was it always, again, necessary? We also, as a nurse, um, prepped moms for C-sections, and sometimes whether moms stalled out again at a certain amount of centimeters or they were pushing for a long time, sometimes a C-section would be recommended based on multiple factors, but again, was it always necessary? Was mom going to benefit from having a little bit more time and potentially not having to have that C-section, allowing for baby to descend more? What positions could we try? What other things could we do to help facilitate a natural delivery or a vaginal delivery? Um, Sometimes that whole process was rushed and physiologic birth was not on the front of many providers' minds. So that was really a frustrating part of being a labor and delivery nurse. I felt like I was fighting too much and it was emotionally exhausting wanting to do more for my patients because I knew there was more that could be done, but feeling trapped in my role as a nurse nurse and not being able to do so. So I was definitely looking forward to that midwife role and really helping women have more informed and autonomous birth experiences in the hospital setting. So I went on to do more schooling and hands-on clinical experience, and I learned so much about supporting a physiologic hands-off birth. I learned how to trust the birth process and limit unnecessary interventions, and I was so excited to be able to support women in the way that I so much believed would impact their lives. But then I realized after doing it for a little while, it was not the key for me, and it didn't feel like the best fit. I still felt like I wasn't able to do enough for my patients, and there were still certain hospital policies that I didn't agree with. I also did not have the time to educate expecting parents in the clinic and really build that relationship and that trust with them. You would think that meeting a mom you know, 10 to 12 times over the course of her pregnancy would give you so much time to answer their questions and connect with them and help them prepare for every step and navigate their hospital birth. But the reality was that I got maybe five to 15 minutes with a mom, maybe more if there was a cancellation or something else happened. But it was such a short visit and we could only really do that, you know, fundal check Uh, check for heart tones, take vital signs, ask, you know, how are you feeling? What questions do you have? But I wasn't able to go in depth on the things that I knew were really, really important. Also, most OB providers work in collaboration with their other partners. So they are typically a group practice. So patients 
are bounced around between providers. And then at the time of delivery, moms will get whoever is on call. So there is some benefit in having different providers and their different perspectives, but that deep connection and that trust built between a patient and their provider who will then eventually deliver them is not something that is really present in a hospital system. And for me, when I really want to build a relationship with moms and follow them throughout their entire pregnancy, make sure all of their questions are answered from start to finish and then beyond checking in with them, that was just not something that I was getting within the hospital system as a midwife. But this doesn't mean that I hate hospital birth or anything like that. I actually really enjoy many aspects of what hospital birthing can provide for women. I actually chose to have both my babies at the hospital, which I will go into detail on their birth stories in upcoming episodes, but they were both very different. My first was an unmedicated traumatic vacuum-assisted vaginal delivery, and my second was a precipitous, so super fast, 45-minute hospital water birth, where I was truly empowered and at the center of every decision made, and the difference between those two experiences was all in the preparation and my knowledge that I had now becoming a midwife after having my first traumatic experience. And my second was actually born just four days after I graduated from midwifery school. And looking back, it is so ridiculous to think that it took me almost a decade to become a midwife to be, I guess, qualified to have a hospital birth I actually enjoyed. But for me, this was true. But I know most people are not going to school for 10 years to get a midwifery degree to have that birth experience that they want. So this is why I have created the online hospital birth courses so women can have all of the information that they need to know in a much simplified, easier to digest way to really gain their confidence and gain that knowledge to be able to make those informed decisions and really have that birth experience that they've always wanted. Because really for my first pregnancy, when I started preparing for my own birth, I took the hospital course that was recommended by, by my provider. I read those what to expect when you're expecting books and watched on YouTube natural birth stories all leading up to my labor. But when I was actually admitted into the hospital, I was shocked, honestly, with what I didn't know and the things that I didn't even think to think about before I was in that situation. I didn't know what interventions were standard in the hospital. I didn't know what my rights were in regards to myself or to my baby. Could I say no or did I just have to follow what my expert OB said? What kind of influence could I have on what they did to me, what they were doing to my baby after she was born? And how could I even go about voicing my concerns and asking questions or what questions do I even ask in the moment? So for me, that first experience was wildly chaotic. It was a traumatic experience for me that first time. And I was subjected to mostly every intervention you could think of. But then after having my experience as a labor and delivery nurse and then becoming a midwife and helping hundreds of moms navigate their pregnancy and be part of their birth stories, my second delivery was seriously amazing. I knew my rights, how to speak up for them. I was well-educated. I was completely confident that I would be able to have my dream birth, even though that first experience was not what I had wanted. And after this redemptive hospital birth experience for me, I realized that comprehensive birth education, continuous support in pregnancy through postpartum, and encouragement to gain the confidence and to stand up for your rights and your birth preferences are what contributed to that positive experience, 100% hands down. 
But when I realized that, it was also kind of an unsettling feeling as a midwife working in the hospital setting that I couldn't give that to moms as a midwife. So I did not feel called to return back to the hospital as a midwife. I instead wanted to focus on being a resource for women to learn from and be completely in control of their hospital birth experience because you can absolutely have an amazing hospital birth just like I did, but without that trauma or uncertainty And I want to help you get it right the first time because every woman deserves to have access to accurate information and those tools to make informed decisions about your care and your baby's care during pregnancy, during birth. And now working outside of the hospital system, I can take the time to provide women with comprehensive education and I can offer personalized support and guidance isn't always possible within the constraints of the hospital system. My goal is to help women feel empowered and confident as they prepare for the birth of their babies. I know there are women who are choosing to have a hospital birth, whether that's because they feel more comfortable with those emergency resources available, or maybe they risked out of having a birth center birth or a home birth for some other complication to be monitored in the hospital, or maybe you want that security of having an epidural available or pain medication if needed. So there are a lot of reasons that People choose hospital births, but that doesn't mean we want to give our rights to our bodies and to our babies away. So feeling like your voice is heard and that your choices are respected and that you are able to ask questions, I think is so important. And being able to make those informed decisions about your care based on your individual preferences and the needs of yourself and your and your babies. So if this message resonates with you at all as you are navigating the healthcare system to plan your own hospital birth, I have created a free resource just for you that can be downloaded at bethconnors.com forward slash workbook. It is called Navigating Hospital Birth, a midwife's ultimate guide for pregnant moms that will literally walk you step-by-step through all of the decisions you will have to make to prepare for your hospital stay, your labor and birth, and decisions to make for your baby while you're in the hospital. I can truly say that my first birth would not have gone the way that it did if I would have just thought of these things through ahead of time. So my hope is that it can be just as beneficial for you no matter where you are in your birth prep journey. And again, thank you so much for listening to this very first episode of Your Birth Bestie podcast. I hope you'll join me on this journey of education, empowerment, and support. And together we can close that gap and give women the pregnancy and birth education they deserve. 